catches, puts up a three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History point of Tie game with five seconds remaining. Balotelli. All right, thanks for joining us again on Sports Confidential, episode 31, is it, Jack? Yeah, it is, mate. 31. Uh, and we've got a big special guest here. A good mate of mine has given out his time very nicely. Um, ben I've Hicks. Got... Ben Hicks is here. Ben, Hicks. <laughs> ben Hicks is here. Producer Ben. Producer Ben, yes. Um, yeah, good mate of mine has um, given his time out. Um, Lockie Ash, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for having me. Great um, to have you. Yeah, listen to a few of the potties and, uh, yeah. Can you get on? What are your thoughts? Nah, good. Good to listen to the Tommy Sheridan one yesterday. Uh, no, it's good. It's good. Done well. Great. Um, how you been? Good. Good. Obviously, uh, just got back from Sydney last week. So, back on the farm, helping dad. It's um, a bit of a rude shock, but it's been good. How long, how long do you have off? Like, I know some clubs go back, say, October-ish. Some clubs yeah. don't go back till December. Yes. How long have they given you? Yeah, I think the, the AFL has sort of brought in a bit of a fixed return date now. Um, just so I was even... For everyone, um, just a bit of a bummer. Us not playing finals, um, sort of our year ends a bit early than other 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 teams. Um, but yeah, we're going back on the twentieth of November to answer your question. Um, but yeah, obviously the teams that go deep into finals have a bit of a shorter break, and the, the teams that don't play finals obviously get a bit more of a break, um, which is yeah us this year. Unfortunately, it's a pretty long break. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, we go, like, I know. Like local footy, we go back to like preseason nearly earlier than that. But if you think about it, people that work relatively normal jobs, yeah, yeah. they can take time off throughout the year whenever you want. You can go, oh, I'll have a week off just here and there. Yeah. It's sort of jam-packed into one sort of aspect. Mm. Are you planning on going overseas or anything? Just Yeah, we got a, we got a program we got to do like, while yeah. away from it. Like, so that'll start like the end of September and then you train for by yourself for eight weeks or whatever it is before you go back. So it's sort of like essentially you've got to go back then. But yeah. the training's the same. You're just doing it by yourself or – yeah, you, know, you don't clock out at the end of the oh, 5pm on a Friday. <laughs> like us. But yeah, I, do, yeah. I do see you run around at the Katandra Oval there. These little cones set up. And <laughs> pretty cute over in the corner there. Are you, <laughs> are you planning on going overseas or anything? Or yeah, little, yeah, I'm going to go to New Zealand end of this month. Oof, um, yeah, nice. 25th, Queenstown there, a few of the boys. So that'll be good. And then I'll go away somewhere else. Just haven't got anything locked in yet. Um, whether that's just a five-day trip around Australia somewhere or yeah, like Bali for five days or Fiji or something, just something nearby. Careful yeah. in Bali. Yeah, real careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad things happen in that but, uh, place. No, nah, it should be good. Looking forward to getting away. Yeah, um, bloody Reset a little bit. Mm. Very good. All right, we might as well start from the start. So um, growing up, you're always, um, from what I can remember, of your, I don't think we ever played footy together, but I remember you running around as a little tack around at Katandra, um footy over there um, with a little helmet on. <laughs> um, take us back. Do you, do, were you always, obviously growing up, your dad was a, a superstar footballer in the GVL league. Um, we always drawn to footy and you're quite a good cricketer as well, I know, um, firsthand. So we always drawn to those sports or were you, were you sort of forced to it or what's the, what's the story with that? Yeah, well, I actually started playing soccer like as everyone does around here, like probably when I was five or six, too young to play footy and then 
continued that on till I was about 10. And then, yeah, as Corey said, started in the under-14s at, at Katandra. Um, in the helmet, some, some cold mornings. <laughs> but, um, yeah, nah. And then Dad, he used to do the running and help out at Shep Footy Club at like a banana over Saturday. So I used to play in the morning and then go off the footy with him. And that's really where, like, my love started for footy, like, just being around, like, that club environment at Katandra and Shep. Um, I sort of just more, like, got... Like, love being around the boys and love being around, like, a club environment more so than, like, actually playing footy yeah. at a young age. Um, and then, like, as you, you play, I moved from, yeah, from Katandra to Shep when I was about 14. Um, and then, like, sort of to really start to take it a bit more serious and, and sort of, like, actually love playing footy then rather than just yeah. being around a, a team and club environment. Um, so, yeah, that's probably where, where the love started. When was – so, at what age do you think you thought – Sorry, I said that wrong. At what age did you think you were like half a chance at making it? Was there a, was there a point where it sort of clicked and you're like, yep, all right, I'm all in with a shot here? Yeah, it's hard coming from the country because you don't play against people who like like that like that good all the time. Like obviously yep. Matt Rowe, who's touted the player AFL since he was ten. Like I don't play against him a lot. Whereas in the city, you probably have more opportunity to play against those sort of players. Um, so probably like under sixteen champs, like like you look, there's only four or five teams in that and there's 20 in each team like you're in the best 100 in the country at that age you sort of start to take a little bit serious then um like I, I probably knew i was like, pretty good around 14 like i knew that i was like better than most kids my age so did that. i <laughs> <laughs> we all peaked so, at 14 yeah. you kept going unfortunately i didn't <laughs> no but it's true though like what you're saying about playing against people in Melbourne, like we've actually all done it. We've all played. You've played VFL Development League. You're going from playing around here and you're like, geez, I'm actually pretty good. But until you play against people that are playing at the same level as you, like when I was talking to Tommy Sheridan about it, he's like, that's a, di- that's a different level again. You have to get to that top percentile where you go like, I've got to make a switch here. Like you can't just cruise along and have 30 every week or kick 19 in the thirds game like yourself. Sorry. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> but yeah, did you find it a bit of a rude shock sort of going into sort of not necessarily a rude shock, but playing say did you play say country champs and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So I actually found a bit of a shock like when I first went to Bushy's training as a fifteen year old. Um I like, honestly thought I was pretty good at fifteen. Like I just played I think I just played a couple of senior games for Shep at that age. Like no one else had really done that. Like thought I was pretty crash shot and then went over there and like everyone's sort of nearly as good as you. And I was like, shit, I'm actually not that good. Like I have to work pretty hard at this and then didn't really play that well in my under 16s bushies stuff. And then don't know how I got asked to try out for big country. Probably shouldn't have. They might have got me through a little bit there. Dad being a pretty good footballer. Um, and then did that. And then like had a pretty good carnival there. And I was sort of away from there. Like went back to the bushies as a bottom, bottom major and trained there. Um, and then confidence sort of just grew a little bit from that. Then played my bottom age year at the bushies and had a pretty good year and sort of just, yeah, went from there. Um, so, yeah, like, you're exactly right in saying, like, there's, there's kids that, like, sort of don't dominate country footy, but they can just keep taking those step-ups. Um, and there's kids that, like, dominate country footy that sort of, like, when they get around players that are as good as them, like, they can't take those step-ups. So it's sort of funny how it works that, like, it sort of just, like, comes back to your basics and, like, sort of a little bit of luck, essentially, I guess, like, if you can just keep taking those steps. Because um, there's folks who play AFL that would never dominate a team, but they're, they're there. Um, whereas there's folks who are playing GB footy now that dominate every week as a kid but just can't take those steps yeah and that's what i mean before we get down the line too much is again from going from country champs to then afl basically which we're going to get to in a minute but is that again like a holy shit like this step up moment or is it like a i've sort of prepared myself for this knowing how hard it's going to be 
yeah, you sort of like, you just get told and you talk to people who are in the industry or like have been in the industry and they sort of tell you how hard it is. Um, and footy's a hard game. Like everyone who plays it knows that. It doesn't matter what level you play. So you sort of just yeah, expect that um, when it comes. Like, you know, stepping up from whether it's like Bush used to be country, like that step's hard. And then like each step you take just keeps getting harder and harder. Like it's a little bit quicker. Um, so yeah, you sort of just, like you see it coming a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I've probably gone a bit ahead there. No, nah, you wanted to nah, do. Nah, that's no, fine. Fine. I'm on that question. So, <laughs> saves me talking. <laughs> um, I want to talk about you come up through the Bears. So your first senior game was at 15, you said. That's right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did you play three years there? Like, was it from 15 to when you got drafted? Yeah, so I went there. I played from Katanja from when I was 10, 11, 12, essentially, and then I moved to Shep, top age, under 14s. Yeah. So I played four years at Katanja and then played, yeah. Yeah, whatever that is. The rest at, at so Sheffield. you won the flag in 2018. Yep, at Bears. Yep. What was that like? Yeah, I got a bit lucky. I played Bushies all year and then come back for the prelim and Granny. And yeah, obviously there's pretty famous Kai won that 65 or whatever game it was in a row. And then mm. yeah, we knocked them off, which is pretty special. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Obviously, like probably take a little bit for granted because I was so young and mm. I won one when I was 14 as well. So probably thought it was pretty easy. Like one, two in five years, four years. Thought it was. Pretty easy, like this is like, yeah, not too bad. And then a bit of a rude shock last year, yeah. years obviously, but no, that was awesome. Obviously, I I trained at Shep when I was playing the Bushies, and like I was pretty close with all the boys. Like I think Nick Allen and Ron Hiscock, they were running around when I was like they were playing footy when I was ten mm. on the footy with Dad as a little tacker, and then playing a flag with them was pretty cool. Yeah, um, cool. And then John T. Katanja boy, I played played under fourteens and that with him, so that was pretty cool as well. Um, no. what, what was the mindset? So there's a lot of people that listen probably around the GV. You guys, like you said, Kai had like a 65-game win streak. What was the mindset going into that grand final? I know, you, like you said, you only come in in the prelim, but like sort of the talks going into the game because Kai were like a dollar four favourite, like on anyone's yeah. books. Like was it like a just give each self a chance or what? if you can remember, like what was it like? Yeah, well, I was around the group like pretty much the whole year. Whenever I could, I'd go and watch. And I was lucky enough, I seen a Shep play Kai – would have been about the middle of the year. And I reckon they lost by about seven or eight goals, but they like, they probably should have got a lot closer. Like, didn't kick very straight. And like, Kai, like their back line probably held up better than what like, should have, essentially. I can remember it's pretty close. You know, I thought they should have been a lot closer. And I was like, they're actually like, the, the boys are a lot closer than what they think they are, they are, I reckon. And then we played them in a night final at Marubna and they lost by about 15 points. And I thought that's like, that's a bit close around the mark and like what it should have been. And we're probably lucky we didn't win that one because if we win that, Kai come out and beat us by 10 goals in the granny. And, I probably just thought they had our measure. Like we probably played as good as we could that night, and then like yeah, same with the grand final. Like God, they pretty much dominated the game. Like we just got lucky. I think there was a fair breeze going to one end, and we kicked four goals in the last quarter against the breeze, and there'd been three goals kicked there for the day. So I think it sort of just clicked on the day a little bit. Um, but the boys definitely had belief. Like I think that final they played them a couple of weeks earlier. Like give them a lot of belief that they could actually do it. Like they got pretty close, and anyone around you know that Kyle just I've been teams by 10, 15 goals every week. Like training drill um so for them to get that close i think that took a lot of belief from that and then sort of just carried it over like they remember we smashed a chuka in the prelim like that was over at quarter time it was probably seven or eight goals to two or three um so yeah i think they'll we're quietly confident going in but you can't be too confident and teams won 65 games in a row yeah um, that's a lot of games yeah <laughs> um at bears was there a like a person who mentored you sort of because as, as, you're quite young. Um, yeah, was there something that sort of helped you along the way moving through the, like obviously the Bushies ranks and stuff like that going into the AFL draft night? Given the way the Instagram questions are already, I like it. 
Was that one <laughs> of them? No, oh, bugger. You're right. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, no, there was a – yeah, there's definitely a few. Like I'm big on just trying to take – like learn from everyone. Like yep. everyone's like got a different angle they see the game from and just trying to take it from them. And I think that's a good one for like kids growing up. Like if someone tells you something, like listen to it. Like regardless of who it is, like if they're not what they're talking about, like, it's going to be around the mark. You're going to be able to improve like some way or another from it. Um, so I was big on that. But like I think, yeah, Ted Linden was big for me early. Like he's like it's a great like, a great guy um, and he probably got me around the group when I was yeah, 15. Like probably my first senior game probably – Credit goes to him because I was just kicking the footy around at the end of the training one day and he said, you want to train at the seniors and did that and then got a call that night. And I don't train at the seniors twice, I reckon, and then came from that night and then Brad Campbell called me that night and said, you want to play? Um, so, yeah, him, he was massive like the first couple of years. And then uh, Luke Smith and, and uh, Nick Roker, they were pretty big as well. Like, obviously, Luke, he played Bushies and was in the VFL stuff, so he knew what he was doing. Um, and then Rokes is a very good player himself, so... Yeah, they were really good. Um, mm. Whether it's just kicking off the training or whatever, like they were real good. And I think everyone, like, just such a, like a good community, like everyone around Shep take interest in what you're doing. Like I wasn't playing there, but they'd always ask, like, "Hey, you're going and stuff." Like even just the small things like that, like it made you feel part of it. And like, yeah, wanted, they sort of just wanted you to, you to succeed a little bit. Um, but yeah, that that probably the main three. Yeah, helped me through the journey. That's yeah. a good point. Did you see Rokes actually come second yeah. in the sample the other night? Yeah. That's a bloody good achievement. Mm. Like from where right. he sort of come from to chip yeah. away, and good I luck. think he what he got best on. He won the Morrison Medal that year. Yep. That he's won the flag, yep. and then he went to Geelong. I think. Yeah, he played and, BFL Geelong, yeah. and now he's gone to Norwood. So yeah. if you're listening, Rokes, which you better be. <laughs> um, well done on the other night because that's a bloody good achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Even like that, and I we were talking the other day. Like just he's come from like Gutner, like. Struggled to sort of get a game at Shep a little bit at the start, and then like now he's like one of the best players in the Sample, like in the space of ten years. Like pretty impressive, like what he's been able to do. Like yeah, he works his ass hard grind. Yeah, like didn't wasn't in any like talent programs or anything like that. Like yeah, like, it's a, yeah, yeah. Even like Harry Boyd a little bit as well. Like see, he was in the Sample. Yeah, team of the year as well. That as well. Yeah, like, and he was. I think he was top five. Or close to in, the, in that medal count. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, but Rokes does love the look of himself. So, yeah. that's all. Or Wobble Ed. I've seen him in a while. Rokes. Um, all right. Let's fast forward to um, draft or before draft night. Do you, do you like have an inkling of uh, that you're going to get drafted? Um, and if you do, do you have you had meetings with clubs and whatnot? What goes around that night? Yeah, I think because oh, I can remember. Yeah. Um, I think because I had a good bottom age year, I remember I had a lot of like interviews early in the year, even almost before the season started in my top age year. Um, like, yeah, clubs, they come to home and like meet you there and sort of like, because I knew they, because I come from a farm, like sort of just wanted to see like what the environment was and stuff like that. Um, so I had an interview at home with every club, uh, Port Adelaide um, yep. at, like, at my house. So there was a fair bit of like doing the same stuff over and over again, got yeah. pretty repetitive towards the end and then like some would double up and whatnot. So I knew I was probably in with a chance um, like yep. when that's happening a little bit. And then, yeah, whether you know or not, like some people say they do, some people say they don't. But now I think, yeah, I don't think many people know. Like in my draft, I know that Matt Rowe and Noel Anderson probably would have known because Gold Coast had pretty much openly said that they were taking them. But then after that, like you don't really know until like the day of pretty mm-hmm. much. Like the draft's always at night. And I remember my manager told me, he said it'd, between, like, it'd be between either Melbourne, the Giants and Sydney. Um, they had picked three, four, and five. He said it'd be one of them, probably a week out from the draft. And then as you get closer, like the Melbourne interest sort of like died down a little bit. And then the, the Swans interest like was still there, but I 
sort of put two and two together and probably thought I was going to go to the Giants a little bit. Yeah. Um, were, you, so, were you wanting to stay in Melbourne or did you – you didn't really care where you went? Was that – No, I didn't really care. Like, yeah, as long you, as you got picked up. Yeah, like at 15 – oh, I say, if, at 15, like if you say you get drafted, like, yeah, go I'd go swear I'd take my – Across country. Man, I'll go to – Japan, like yeah. I couldn't get less. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to be there. And then, like, you get fortunate. Like, I was probably one of the fortunate ones. Like, a high pick. Like, you sort of, like, gee, they wouldn't mind going here. Like, you sort of look at who's on whose list, and like, teams are going to be good and stuff. Mm. And you get a bit picky, but it'll bring yourself back to earth a little bit. Like, three years ago, if you said I'd be getting drafted, and I would jump at it no matter where it was. Um, so I think that, yeah, like I was just grateful to go anywhere. To be honest, yeah. um, I think like I, I was probably more candid to go to like either. South Australia, New South Wales, or Victoria, just like so it wasn't too far from home. But end of the day, I would have gone anywhere. Yeah, and, and being happy with that for sure. Who did you support growing up? I was a cat supporter growing up. Yeah, yeah. right. No, why? Well, I thought you were a pie supporter. No, nah, no, nah, cat supporter. Mainly because dad went for Hawthorne. And I just uh, didn't. I, yeah. I, just <laughs> nice. I just wanted someone who'd beat Hawthorne. <laughs> no, I love that. Nice. Um, so you get picked, fourth pick, yeah. 2019. Um, what immediate fo- immediately follows after that? Like, we obviously you're obviously over the moon. Yeah. Um. What follows after that straight away? I remember so, when like my name got called out. I was walking up to the stage and I had my phone in my pocket and like, you know when your phone buzzes when you're getting a phone call. <laughs> like my phone was just going like, zzz, like it wasn't yeah, like stopping. It was just the whole time. That, that was pretty cool. And then after that, like that night's a bit of a blur. Like, I used to do heaps of media and stuff and then yep. that sort of stuff. And then I think the draft was like midweek, some like, midweek somewhere, and then. On the way, yeah, Sunday, I was out of there. So, like, what happens pretty quick. Like, you go from being an ordinary kid on a Tuesday and then by Sunday, you moved out home. Um, so, did that, moved up to Sydney. I think we're up there for two or three weeks and then it's, it was Christmas time. So, it was a little, sort of quick little block. And then, like, sort of when Christmas, you get a bit bit of time to yourself and you can sort of reflect a little bit. Like, you've been up, you've met the boys and stuff. The, the nerves are probably gone a little bit. So, but, yeah, that that probably month period is a bit of a blur. It's like, I can't remember too much, to be honest. Yeah. Speaking of the nerves, um, we've heard a good couple of stories about people meeting blokes when they've been drafted, but did you have a bit of a starstruck moment or anything for you when you walked through the doors or had you, had you sort of met AFL players throughout your time and you were sort of comfortable where you're at? Yeah, a little bit. Like I think it, like the, I had Lockie Whitfield and Callum Ward there at the side of me on the locker. So I think like every time for like the first three or four weeks I go to my locker, like I look at the names like far out. Like, I've been watching yeah. these blokes for seven, eight years. Um, and, like, Lockie, he was my favourite player before I got to the club as well. So, like, being next to him, like, he was probably the one. Like, and I love watching him play. Like, still do. Um, just lucky I get to do it from next to him, I guess, now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, that was probably the one. Like, Witters, yeah, he's my favourite player. I've been able to meet him and, like, sort of learn off him. It's been pretty cool. How'd you, um, how'd you find the transition? Obviously, coming from country Victoria, um, the throwing metropolis of Invergordon. Invergordon. <laughs> breeding ground out there in The stone fruit merchant, as a, Shano calls you on the podcast. It's a, it's a breeding ground out there. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, that yeah. Sort of stuff for a while. It did. Yeah. You're the stone fruit merchant. On <laughs> yeah, <it gave laughs> Shano, Shano gave you that one. On your shed. Yeah, there's a few good coming out of um, Invergordon Woody Factory. What do we got? Yourself, Tom Cleary, Sam Wright. Um, yeah. That's probably about it. I think that's it. Your yeah. dad. Well, you got, you got back. Teague's probably more Katandra, but you got like Katandra. him as well. Yeah, Dave Teague, Katandra. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, back to me. Not bad for 150 people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good strike, right? Yeah. Um, so how did you find the transition from yeah country Victoria to the hustle and bustle of New South Wales, Sydney? Yeah, that's I think that's been the hardest part for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking. I reckon I remember talking about it. You yeah, struggling a little bit. Sort of. Yeah. 
yeah, it's hard. And I, I was just being unlucky. Like my first year was hubs and stuff as well. So like, you yeah, trapped them right. sort of a apartment a little bit. I gone from having 150 acre backyard than whenever I want, whenever I want sort of thing to being trapped in a hotel room. Um, sort of found that pretty difficult and like probably let the, I've always like, I've learned since like the, the farm is a really good thing for me to take like my mind off it. Even like sort of when you come through the, the ranks, like, like you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Well, I did put a lot of pressure on myself to, to perform and get better. Um, and then when sort of people like around the streets pulling me up, like more so because of dad, but like they know who you are. I just want to chat about footy. Like I always have the farm just to go back to um, and, yep. and sort of just like take my mind off it, like be there by myself or just like dad, whatever it was. Um, and then sort of like feel like nothing essentially. But in Sydney, didn't really have that release. Like didn't have a hobby outside of footy really. Um, couldn't really have one because of, of COVID admittedly, but still didn't have one. And then, yeah. Like being being trapped in the hub, like I feel like a game could probably consume me a little bit. And like towards the end of my first year, like probably had enough of footy, like for that year, like not yeah in my life, but like for that year, like I was pretty happy for the season to end. And like I think we were touching go to make finals, but I was sort of like almost hoping we didn't, so I could go home. Yeah, feel that. <laughs> yeah, wanted to like sort of yeah get out of there a little bit. Um, and I still like probably my biggest challenge this day, like find a hobby outside of footy and like studying and stuff. Um, it's like still something that I probably like challenge myself with and still find a little bit difficult but yeah like that was a massive thing like for me was was more, and even like just being there by myself i like, didn't have any family up there or anything like that um mm. it was another thing but like the club were really good like they tried to help you as much as they could it's just so difficult because of the covid year and like, like normally i like the club would send you home and like for a week on like just to get out of there and stuff but with covid like probably wasn't able to happen um, yeah so, yeah, but that's something we're moving through and work through now. But, yeah, I did find that pretty challenging in yeah. early days. I remember we used to video call a bit. Yeah. <laughs> from when you oh, were in man. the hub, I think it was. No, I did that many video calls. <laughs> I'd just sit there going through my phone. Get like bored. A, like a, we had like a day off and couldn't do anything. So I'd just sit there on my phone, like just going through. I hadn't called for a while and call them. feel like you're overseas or something. Yeah, genuinely. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only good thing was in Gold Coast. The weather there was pretty good. So that was, like, that was nice. But, yeah, oh, geez, I was bored there. Like, yeah, fucking hell. Um, what do you want? Uh, you mentioned study. You're wanting to study. What like? What are you wanting to study? Yeah, like I'm talking through like with Clay at the moment, like something around like interior design, like architecture, something like that. Okay. Um, not the sharpest tool in the shed. That's not, I wonder <laughs> if I can pick that. Yeah, no, nah, not the sharpest tool in the shed. But I, I did building for three years at school. Um, and like, oh, I sort of didn't mind that. So interior design, something that's not too like hard on the body that I'll be able to do like while I'm playing footy. Um, so that'd be pretty cool. Like, architecture, and then just want to go back to. Um, being a builder after I'm finished playing footy, like, I can always do that. So, yeah, something like that would be pretty cool, I reckon. Just more of things. Yep, very good. Um, geez, I think we've covered that already. Coming. Well, there's one question I was going to ask about, got? about moving to Sydney. It's probably a question that I want to know. In terms of going over there in NRL dominance city and state, really, is there much media scrutiny in comparison to Melbourne and the way Victorians look at footy? Or do you sort of feel like it's not like a get out of jail free car, but it, it's not as if you you've got media on your door twenty four seven like you can hear. Like, yeah, the best way to, to put it is like the way AFL is in New South Wales, especially northern New South Wales and Sydney, is the way that like we view the storm here in Victoria. Like, yeah, that's the best way. Like you know, like when they're playing, like you sort of know like what how they're going and stuff, but like you don't like, you don't really take too much interest. Yeah, there's obviously a few people that do, but like majority of the people like. You're not too fast. Like, like you walk past, like they're playing. You walk past the stadium and don't really bat an eye. Like that's exactly what it's like. In like, like if I was walking that's down the point. street, like you might, like I might recognise Cameron Munster and like 
like the yeah, Pappenhausen or yeah, something like, like that. A few of those boys, but like I'm not going to recognise like the 25th bloke on the list, like sort of thing. That's yeah. exactly the same as what it is in Sydney. Um, like you don't really get recognised too much. Like, like I say, like Toby and Josh Kelly and Cal Ward, like they probably would a little bit, but nothing to like what it is in Melbourne. And like the, the media part, like you sort of don't even like know like they're there. Like you have to go looking for it to like to find the articles. Like a little bit maybe if it's around the Derby. Like there's always like a bit of stuff. It's the Derby, like Swansea Giants. Like there's a little bit, but other than that, like there's nothing really. Like yeah, we always say internally, like the media will smash us. Like if we have a bad loss or whatever it was. Like remember this year, like didn't start the year very well, and like like Leon to come in and say like the media's caning us, but we just need to like to stick to the process and stuff like that. Like. We didn't even know that the media were caning on us just because, like, you have to go looking for it. Yeah. And when you're not playing well, you don't go looking for it, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I just thought was so interesting about it. Like, it's a bit, it's a bit of a opposite yeah. of what goes on. It's like, how much is it important? Like, if the Melbourne Storm have a bad loss, do they cop it as much? Maybe they yeah. do in the NRL scheme of things, but it doesn't feel like they get it whacked here in Victoria. Yeah. And like, Although they're always winning, to be fair. Yeah, and like you open the paper, like in Melbourne, Herald Sun, whatever it is, like you might have like a one-page spread on like how the storm went. Like there's ten pages on the footy. Yeah, exactly. The same like there, like there's ten pages on NRL, and like there might be like page spread on like the, the footy stuff. So that's like that's one of the good things, especially being a country kid, like sort of not in the bubble. Essentially, like that's one of the things I do enjoy about Sydney. Um, you sort of not being that limelight and like not being like. Bugging, like pest it a little bit on you like when you're on your day to day or whether you're out or whatever it is, like you can sort of hide away a little bit, which is cool. Yeah, nice. So you um you signed your two year deal um was it the end of last year? Yeah, like middle of last year. Middle yeah. of last year. Yeah. Um since then you've sort of like you've played off half back, um, and you've also played as a tagger. Yeah, I've played a bit everywhere. <laughs> a bit everywhere in the middle in tag and have you played you haven't played forward. Yeah, I played forward a little last, bit. Yeah, I played last, last month. Jeez. And then they sit in as well after that, which would be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you able to sort of, um, I don't know, uh, pick, oh no, how do I word this? What do you enjoy doing the most, like out of those three things, out of those three positions? Like do you have a, um, a, a specific role you'd like to do or you just get given and you, you're happy with that? Yeah, like I always said that I'm happy to play wherever. It like, mm. doesn't really bother me like playing. Again, like it comes back to the thing, like if someone said you you play, you play a game at AFL where you want to play. And I was like, I'm playing the rock. I couldn't care less. Like, yeah. sort of similar now. Like, I don't, not too fast. Like, if you had to choose, you said, like, like where you, where you play your best footy, I'd probably say half back just because I play there the most and, like, probably feel the most comfortable there. But I'm, I'm yeah, really like, happy to play, play anywhere. Like, tagging's not too fun when, like, teams coming after you and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> Jam that a little bit. But, like, I don't mind. Like, it's not too bad. You actually, um, you took my boy to town. I love Tuke Miller. Oh, yeah. We had a good battle. He, he was got good to play against. He was like fair and like he was good. Like, I learned off him. He's a good player. I rate him. He's a good yeah. runner, isn't he? I, oh, I rate him very highly. Like, yeah, no, he's a good player and great guy. Like, yeah. um, I listened to his podcast on Dylan Friends, I reckon it was. Yeah. Very impressive. He's good, isn't he? Oh, very impressive. He's bro a lot. Is he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the boys are all like, yeah. He's bro a lot. No, he's, yeah, <laughs> I'd be a good to be with for sure. Yeah, fucking yeah. nice. Nah, very impressive. Very, very All right, what are we getting up to next? Sorry, I've probably answered three or four questions in one. No, so I love I've it. gone pretty quick. It's all right. Um, a question, uh, I can't even read what you've got written down there, Corey, so I'm <laughs> going to go with me only. Off the um, bone, here we go. Favourite players, well, like you're talking about, Tuke Miller there, who's someone that you um, like watching, you sort of go, I can take a bit out of that, 
someone, yeah, it doesn't have to be within your own team or it can be as well. It could be yeah. a good trainer in your team, could be anyone else in the league that you go, like, that's the standard I want to get to. Yeah, I think Lucky Whitfield was the one before I got to the club and, like, still is to this day, like, the way he trains and plays, like, yeah, he's still probably one of my favourite players. Um, probably just take it for granted, like, like being around him all the time, like, how good he is. Um, obviously, he's had a like, bit of a down year, bit of a few injuries and stuff, but he'll be back better than ever. Um, and then, like, I just like sort of like like most, like halfback. Like, I really love watching Jack Chris play. Mm. I reckon he's a star. Like, he takes a heap of ground when he's got the ball, eh? Yeah. Like, he's got that quick little burst, and yeah. you're like, he's just taking 10 metres, yeah. and he's broken the lines, and he just okay. has that kick in your like, Yes. Yeah. And I reckon, like, he just, like, he can play, like, I sort of see a little bit of myself in him. Like, he played, like, back early days and then, like, now sort of gone into midfield. Like, still plays a little bit of back. But, like, yeah, he's quick. Like, pretty good ball user. Like, pretty selfless. Like, I sort of love watching him play. Um, and then I got I got drafted with Hayden Young. So, like, I always sort of, like, like, we sort of played champs together. Like, knew each other since we were, like, 16, essentially. Um, I sort of like watching him play just because I sort of, like, yeah. He said, like, when I was playing back, compare myself to him a little bit and, like, see how he's going and stuff like that. So, okay, he's like, good, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's got, <laughs> he's got a great oh, leg on him. See, that kick he did the other night against Western Bulldogs, straight down the guts to the middle. He's, like, running across the wing and he's cut this kick across. And he had yeah. two blokes that would have hit. And it was just absolutely yeah. elite. He's so good. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Like, him and, like, I feel like he's, like, got a lot of Tom Stewart in him, like, the way, yeah. like, he, like, can intercept Mark and then, like. He's just coming out of nowhere. He's, he was, like, I didn't heard of him, heard of him since this, until this year, sorry. Hayden Young. Yeah. Yeah. Like your first year he's had a few, few injuries, like yeah. and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, he was yeah. I sort of love watching watching him play and that's how he's going as well. Um, yeah. yeah, they're probably the mate. Like Mitch Duncan a little bit as well. Like I like how he plays and like uses the ball. Um yeah, he's getting on like on, he was one of my favorite like, favorite players back in the day at Geelong. So love yeah, watching him a little bit as well. But yeah, again, like, I sort of just like watching footy and like sort of whoever's playing well, I guess. Um yeah. Like, like, I like watching Clayton just because I can't believe, like, the stuff he does. Like, I know, his handball and other packs is oh, fucked. Like, he just does these, like, little, like, quick little handballs. It's just, it's like, just a perf- target it's just every perfectly time. weighted every time. Like, it's, like, and, like, it's so, like, man, I struggle to pick the ball up, let alone get it and, like, <laughs> give it to someone, like, that quick. Like, and he's improved his kicking, too. Like, it was a big knock on him when he first started, even though he was absolutely dominating. Yeah. And then, like, now he's kicking, like, especially in, like, the finals last year, some of the kicks he did, you're like, this guy's the package. Like, oh, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like that. Like he knew it was that was a work on, and like he's gone and done it. And like now he even like takes ground and like challenges teams. Like not just a good kick. Like he's yeah, freak. He's seriously impressive. So next, so next year, how do you how do you see the Giants boys going? The Orange team, as some would say. You've got, <laughs> oh, God. you've got. Um, obviously, you have got new coach in Adam Kingsley. He looks like John Cena. <laughs> how would want to stuff up? Yeah. How do how do you how do you Feel like you're going to go? Is there a bit of a different vibe around the club? Like, how's it all feeling? Yeah, like, it's probably a bit hard to answer how the vibe is. Um, I guess, yeah, it's just yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, so our, our season finished and then he got announced the week after we finished, I think. Oh, well, right, right, yeah. I mean, yeah, a few days, whatever it was. He got announced. He was the, the senior coach and then, like, we sort of we were in sort of mad week, sort of festivities, like, when it sort of got announced. So, he came up and we had a meeting with him for like five minutes. It was a pretty quick meeting. Um, so obviously he was still involved at Richmond, so he had commitments there. Um, and then like we sort of just like, had a mad week, had our best in Ferris, and then so like, everyone just sort of took off from there. Um, so I haven't, I can't really answer how the vibe is, and, like what all the boys think because we haven't really been together since yeah. since it's happened. Um, but personally, like I'm yeah, really excited. Like I feel like he's yeah going to freshen the joint up and like. I've been at Richmond for the last three or four years and they've been extremely successful. So I feel like you have some, some really good ideas and, like, yeah, I can't wait to, to get back up there and get started and sort of like 
when you got announced, like sort of push a little bit of fire in the belly, like you want to get up there, like you want to impress, like you, you sort of want like, preseason to start now, like the season just to roll around, like we sort of just want to get started, like don't yeah, really want to wait around, starts, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. want to wait around, like wait around all the time, like, for ages, sorry, um, mm. but yeah, no, nah, like I think I think most boys like would be in the same boat, like pretty excited um, around like what, well, yeah, what's going to come in twenty twenty two, like we still got. Yeah, a very good list, I feel. Yeah. Like, sort of injuries oh, yeah. got us a little That's bit again thing, this year, yeah. but got such like, a good list. Yeah. Like yeah. So we'll see how we go and like who wants to bring in or, or what the go is there, but what what he wants to change. But yeah, I think everyone be pretty excited for, for what's to come in twenty twenty three, that's for sure. Absolutely. Before we get into the Instagram questions, which is awesome that people put them into, we love it. So keep sending them in. We're obviously a sports podcast. We watch watch a lot of other sports. Corey doesn't Corey watches cricket and footy, and that's about it. <laughs> and then I asked him, oh, what do you reckon of uh, Arsenal this week? Yeah, no, he won. It was good. He's got nothing else to add. Is there any other sports that you watch at the moment At the moment, that's obviously outside of AFL? Anything you take particular interest in? Or Yeah, well, as Corey touched on before, I used to play cricket growing up a little bit, so I don't mind watching that. We had a few um, good moments on the cricket field. We did. Have, we, we, I skipped over that. Probably shouldn't have. I've got a, couple, I've got a great cricket story as well, but, <laughs> man, you. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I remember the week before you got drafted. No, I don't this. The week before, I said, no, it might not have been a week. Mate, it, was, it was early. I was like, prior to you getting drafted. So we're out at Caramomas Cricket Club at, at Cricket Oval <laughs> at Vibe Reserve. <laughs> and uh, Taylor Dunning, of all people, smoked a, smoked a cover drive. And Cork is fielding a cover. I have to go fetch it. I thought you were bowling. Nah. I'm like, I'm going to go fetch my own shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck do you think this is? Anyway, I'm going to fetch this ball and I've picked it up. Oh, I'm, like, I'm, right. I'm about 30 metres behind the rope and I've picked it up and there's a big, one of the light towers right in front of me, like massive light towers, these things. And I've looked at it and then I've seen little Ashy, like Ashy's only like 17 at this time. And I've looked at him out in the field. He's like, yep, cool, I throw it at me. <laughs> All right, eh? So I've fucking just gone, whoop. Thrown it and it's fucking flushed the post and it's gone over into the glass. Genuinely, it's went boom <laughs> and it's gone back over into the school. You know the big black yeah, fences. Yeah. Like it went over your head. It's you like if you throw it into this pole, it's like back over, <laughs> back over your head into the school. And it's like these are like ten foot. This is like a ten foot black fence that you would not jump over. Yeah, for the listeners out there, like a prison fence. Dar- oh, it was Durrangold prison. <laughs> and anyway, the umpire Gary would just was not happy. <laughs> I've just delayed the game for about 15, 20 minutes. Anyway, me and Jed Wright actually come over here. We've gone, here you go, jumping me hand. We've gone, put, picked him up and we've fucking, Ashley's like climbed over the fence and as he lets go to jump over, he's like back leg, the, his whites almost get caught on the, the top of the, the fence. So if he got caught on that, he was going head first down into the ground like a 10-foot drop. This is like, um, I don't know how long, but it was prior to his draft night. And, yeah, I, my, my heart was in my mouth. I, me and Jed looked at each other like, fuck, that was close. You would have been paying his salary oh, for mate. the next 10 years. Oh, mate. Uh, oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, no, so. I, didn't, I didn't even know. I obviously didn't know my pants were caught. Oh, mate, know. your pants were caught and it just slipped off. I'm thinking, fucking hell, that would have been catastrophic. I can't remember how I got back over. I yeah, can't I remember either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you went through the other way. I don't know. I can't remember. That was, yeah, I shit myself. We've also had a pretty good, we had one good knock together as well. Yeah, we had a good knock together. In B grade. We had, we had a couple. We had one in yeah, A grade at Yamurka, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. We bat for ages in Yamurka, me and you. I can't remember. I only remember the one against Kyber at home. And, I, and we won it. 
You made 40 odd and I made like 57 or something. <laughs> I um, doesn't know. Bring that up. <laughs> Pop how many balls? I'm pretty sure I won off the last ball as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no shit. No cap. <laughs> I reckon you you wanted to be on this podcast just to sort of bring up your own accolades. (laughs) I reckon I should be on the other side. (laughs) I used to love our cricket days. We brushed over that. We did. Oh, dude, I used to love playing cricket. I I I used to like cricket more than footy when I was growing up. Mm. From ages 10 to 14, I used to take my cricket more serious than my footy. I know. I used to, yeah, I used to love my cricket. You're probably growing up. I don't know. You're probably better at cricket as a young. Yeah, I reckon I was. Youngster. You were a footy. Yeah, well, I was playing under 14s and I was 10. Like, I hardly touched it. Yeah. Like, I used to just run around. And oh, you're so I used to like training more than playing because I used to get a kicker training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cricket, I used to that. Like, yeah. Are you, are you allowed to play cricket in the summer? Uh, I think of that sort of like the club's discretion a little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, if you ask, you can normally, like, if you don't have any injuries, I guess you can always probably play. Um, there's a few that come back and play. Yeah, there's always a few. I, mean, I played, I think I played last, uh, year before last. I played against my brother. And dad, and I didn't play with my dad before. I didn't have my brother and dad. That was pretty cool. Um, so, but yeah, I like club if I can have a hit this year. Go there with Corker. He'll probably be playing big grade. So, <laughs> yeah, he can take his spot on the A's. <laughs> Need batsman. Or are you a bowler? No, I'm not a bowler. You know <laughs> Is there any other sports that you watch or are they your two main? Yeah, no, like obviously, yeah, watch cricket in the summer a fair bit. And then, like, the NFL. Like, I've got my fantasy draft tonight. So, places to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, I like watching the NFL. Like, didn't really take much interest in it before I got drafted, but just because like yeah, up there, like everyone sort of like a few of the boys are real big on soccer. Like I know like Wit and like Toby, Jack Riccardi, like they're massive on yeah, their soccer like and it, like eh? talk about their soccer more than footy almost. Like come in and like whatever day it is, come in, they're all talking about soccer. Um <laughs> which I like sort of sort of know what's going on a little bit, but don't really follow it. But yeah, NFL is sort of my go, like don't mind watching that. Um and always on a Sunday morning, like get up. Whether you're playing that Arvo or you play the night before, not the day before, like, always get up and yeah. Watch that and favorite um, team. I'm a yeah, Cleveland Browns man. Ooh, so, yeah. They might be in a bit of strife this year. Yeah, nah, real strife. I'm a OB. Like I, when I first started watching it, like I loved Odell, and he was playing at, at Cleveland at the time. So I was like, I'm going for them for sure. And then he's pissed off, so I was like, I got to stick fat. Um, but yeah, like I sort of like it. Like, I follow him more than what I follow Cleveland essentially. Yeah. But they're my team, so. Um, yeah, they lost Baker Mayfield as well. He's gone, but yeah. that chub at running back, he's yeah, he's awesome. We got Deshaun, but he's got, yeah, not playing at the start of the year, unfortunately. Um, so he's like he's like their new quarterback, Sean Watson. Yeah, he's like yeah, in a bit of trouble. Yeah, he's a naughty boy. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, hopefully he comes back and like next year. Give, right, give us an insight because you're doing your draft tonight. No one's going to know until this comes out because it won't come out till about Monday. Who's your, who's your pick that you're going with to start? If you're number one pick tonight, I don't know if you know or not already. No, I don't know yet. Who's your number one pick that you'd be oh, taking? Probably Derek Henry. I reckon. Yeah, he's, he's probably, beast, mate. He, he's, he's basically, I can't even explain. He's basically Dwayne Johnson and he can run like the wind. Just wait, he squats like 250 kilos. Like, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Out, he's just an absolute athlete. Yeah. Um, or like, yeah, someone like Cooper Cup, like, yeah, he had a good year and had a lot of time put into him in the second half of the year, but still played pretty well. Like, I'm like, I'd definitely be a running back or a Jonathan Taylor or something like. Yeah, something like that. Like, I hope like they're much the similar. Like, I don't really want to pick one. If I'm going to be honest, yeah, like, too I much pressure. Try, yeah, like I might try. I had I had picked two last year and I took Christian McCaffrey and like, and he got in, injured. Injured like round like, two. I was like far out. <laughs> like, I was like, sure he's over it, but so I won't be taking him. Um, yeah, hopefully, like around like pick three or four would be nice. I can sort of see what blokes above me are taking. 
I don't think like we'll do a snake draft. So if you get pick one, like mm. you miss twenty picks before you get your next pick, and yeah. then like you go back to back again. Like I'd sort of like I'll just be in the middle there somewhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's probably it'll be taken, and like I'll be pretty keen to get a quarterback early. I like taking my quarterbacks pretty early, so hopefully Josh Allen's Josh Allen's running around for me this year. Yeah, he's a big chance, favorite for the MVP. Yeah. yeah. So. Speaking of that, didn't we put a post up asking Smokies for the MVP? Yeah, we did. We got what a heap think? of responses. I think one of them was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, are you, Jack Brody? Yeah, uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert we're going with on uh, Sports Confidential. Um, Corey doesn't even know who he is. I have no idea. Um, but anyway, well, let's MVP. get into the Instagram oh, question. I reckon, What's that? Let's see yeah. I reckon Russ. Russell Wilson. Really? Um, change of teams. Like, I don't mind that. Just like he's sort of had and you like change the teams. Like, they might, might just click. Like, yeah. they play they play the Seahawks first up, don't they? Monday yeah. Night Football. See, that'll be massive. I reckon he'll just come out and go 400 yards. Hell yeah. Like, so I reckon, yeah, he'll have a massive year. I reckon he'll want to do real well. Like, contract, a bit of controversy leaving and stuff. He's probably my pick. Um, bit of a roughie, but. He'd be paying a bit, I reckon. Yeah. I'll look at that now. While, while Corey looks for the Instagram questions, I want to look that up. Do you follow I'm NBA? A little bit. Like, I know it's gone. I follow it for. Six weeks of the year. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. first two weeks and then the last four. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really but yeah. I got drafted with Tom Grant and he loves his NBA. So yep. got any questions, I normally just ask him. But like the, yeah, again, I had the club like all the boys was normally always talking about it and stuff. So mm. sort of keep up with it that way. Yeah. But yeah, a little bit. Not as much as the NFL, but definitely a little bit. Not as much as yourself. No, yeah, I'm a bit of a nuffy for it. Um and you still lose to me. I <laughs> <laughs> somehow lost you in fucking yeah, fantasy, <laughs> that's grim. Fantasy is a bit like I, I could do fantasy against the best folk in fantasy in the world, and I reckon like it's just like it's just luck. Yeah, it's luck on the draft night, and luck that yeah. none of your top draft picks yeah. get injured. Like I did super coaching my first year, and like I didn't really like. I just did it because like I was my first year, just wanted to get involved, and like I had a shit team. I ended up coming second just because none of my players got injured. Yeah, like no one got injured. Like all my good players were playing, so like I was like got lucky. Whereas like guys who had good teams like. Few injuries, like they're done. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, my fan, my NBA fantasy. I you picked Ben Simmons. It wasn't my first pick, mate. Yeah, but you picked him. And that's uh, what you. My first pick was AD, and my second pick was Dame, and they both got injured. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, let's hit the Instagram faithful. Um. We've got a few here. Um. Do you know? All right, I'll go on for you. Do you know a guy named Big Kid Six? Big Kid Six. Nah. On Instagram. He's got about 150,000 followers. He comments on all of our stuff yeah. and he likes all our stuff and he sent in a question and he says, I think I've seen you the other day. <laughs> Come on, that's not really I a question. Mate, I think it maybe he's one of your mates or something. No. Or... It looks like a rapper or something. <laughs> yeah. Like an S-shade rapper. Or, I don't know. No, I don't know. Big Kid 6, no. Big, Big Kid 6, if you are listening, we want to know who you are. Yeah, yeah reveal yourself. Reveal, yeah. Yeah, reveal. We want to know. All right. Question from the Shedstagram. Sheds, this will be good. <laughs> Shed. Uh, hardest person to tackle. Hardest person to tackle. Um, Besides uh, me. I'm never, I'm never playing against you. Yeah, you got a big yeah, one 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 one. I've always said I'd be one-on-one. Because on one. yeah. I haven't done that yet. So I haven't done that. that. Must get that done. Throw hardest person to tackle. And find out. <laughs> yeah, throw him over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably someone like... Probably be like an, an inside mid, like even at training. Hardest person to tackle the Giants, Tim Torano, 
or Jacob Hopper, real strong hips. Yeah. Um, and then probably someone else who's like players who got strong hips, like they're always the hardest tackle. I remember Dusty fending me off real bad in my first year. Um, so he, obviously he's hard to tackle. Probably the hardest one I have probably found would be Zach Bailey. Oh yeah. From what's name? Like he always yeah. like because he's real quick and elusive. Yeah, like, I'm real quick. Like I'm, like, but he like he just. Like when like a ball hits a pack and like there's a ground ball to get like everyone slows down. It's like he speeds up. Like he's so like and he hits a contest at like I'm gonna say eighty percent speed, which everyone else is running around like forty at that stage. That's ridiculous. Like and then he's real strong like and wants to like take you on in the tackle. Um, so I'd probably say him. Yeah, just he's got like speed, agility, and he's strong as well. Yeah. Just going on Dusty's fend off. I reckon it's nearly a badge of honor these days. Oh, I'd be honored to be ba- like <laughs> stiff armed by Dusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You? Like the worst thing is you know it's coming. Like he picks the ball up and yeah. hits it. Yeah, he's like, you're gonna fend me off. Yeah, you, you gotta grab his arm or yeah, it's or so under and, yeah, it's lost. Yeah, there's one thing seeing it. There's another thing. Yeah, something about like it. you know it's coming, but yeah. I reckon it's defining. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, um, where have we got stick and move twenty three. Who took you under their wing and have you and. Sorry, who took you under their wing and have learnt the most off? I'm assuming that means of the Giants. Yep. Yeah. So uh, at the Giants, it'd be Nick Ains probably took me under my took me under his wing early days. Um, being, he was really good. Like, being a backman. Yeah, being a backman. Um, he was really good, and probably learnt the most off. Um, it'd probably be like Witters is the obvious one. Like being around him, like probably Heath Shaw in my first year. Like he was massive for me. Like I didn't really know how to defend when I first got to the club. Like. It's like a high pick, like you sort of just attack the whole time and like you get the ball and just go, like you don't even worry about defending. You sort of just look at your man and go, I'll bet you, like sort of thing. Whereas you can't do that when you're playing AFL footy. So he sort of taught me how to defend a lot. Um, and yeah, probably to fast track my development a lot, like a lot quicker than what it would have been if, if he wasn't there. Um, so yeah, probably he's sure early days. Heater. Shout out to Heater. <laughs> shout out. He's there. He'll, he'll, he'll be listening. listening. Yeah. You have to be. We always say that. <laughs> There's a shout out. Oh, yeah, well, they'll be listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially when you were man. talking about the Russians at one point, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vladimir, 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 Vladimir Putin, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a good man, Shory. All right. Um, and Pete's. Ben. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> ben 12 Hicks. Oh, he's here. Um, who has the best and worst fashion sense at the Giants? Worse. You can put yourself in. No, no, I wouldn't be in there. Um, best. I'll go, well, most expensive would be Tim Tarano and Harry Himmelberg. They walk in with some ridiculous kits. Like, I'm talking like seven, eight grand kits of like money, one money. day. Like, they got some serious, like, swagger. Yeah, some serious swagger. Um, someone like pretty basic, like Isaac Cumming or Callum Ward, like just good basics. Like, they just like always can count on them to have like pretty good fashion. Mm. Um, and then the worst probably one of my eyes Adam Kennedy like he's got no idea bloke. Like, he, <laughs> he looks like a rugged bloke yeah he's from Melton like give him Melbourne Melton like he's he, yeah give him, gotta give him a bit of a spell but probably him um, he's a good guy but yeah, he's just got no idea like he's happy just to wear the Asics Kianos like Jackie's <laughs> every, everywhere like everywhere Oh, it's good Love that. <laughs> and a, what is it? Mambo? Mambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At last. <laughs> good question. Oh, fucking hell. Um, uh, what else we got here? I'm not asking those ones. All right. Who is your favorite artist? Music. Music? Mm. Mm. Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, oh, I love that. Agree. Love that. Yeah. Um, do you have any pre-game routine? Yeah. Pretty extensive pre-game routine. Let's hear it. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, dinner night before, always pasta, like some sort, whether that's lasagna or pasta, whatever it is. Up in the morning, wait big for breakfast, coffee. So this is this is religiously? Yeah, every yep. week. Is it because it's superstitious or you just do it? Nah, I just do it. I like to eat the same foods before I play. Like I'm not superstitious, but I like to eat the same food just so I know my body's going to be feeling like, the same. Like, yeah, because yeah, like, if you change it up, then you go and you feel like shit. You're like, mm. What did I do wrong? This yeah, way, what did I do wrong? This way, yeah. So yeah, I just eat the same foods, like just try and get a couple of good nights sleep before two nights before the game. Um, yeah, wheat bix in the morning, coffee, acai bowl before like the, the day of. <laughs> you have changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even know what that was four years ago. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So anyone knows what the best acai bowl is in Shep? But he sent it through to me. Um, acai bowl. Well, geez, I don't know. Nutrition three six three zero joint. They do oh, yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't be plugging them. They're not our sponsor. But <laughs> <laughs> go on there and get yeah. in there. You can come around tomorrow in the morning. I'll be making one. Some <laughs> bit of cornflakes and <laughs> bit of sugar. And yours is cut and dry and cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so well, and then like, normally just like, if we play lunchtime or that early hour again, that's probably about it. Um, and then in the hour if we play a night game, like some sushi or like something pretty light. Before that, and then like a toasted sandwich or like some pancakes, or something before we go, a bit of like carbs, a bit of sugar. Um, before we yeah leave the ground, and then like want to get to the ground, have a Red Bull, get going, and then into things. Are you making these pancakes by yourself? No, 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 I just buy them from the supermarket. It's oh. like the pack of six or whatever it is. <laughs> I couldn't imagine you mate, whipping up pancakes from no. scratch, eh? You rate yourself as a chef, though. No, I can cook. Yeah, you can. Yeah. They taught you that, didn't they? No, I like to a certain extent the dietitian and that. Yeah, they, we do a few sessions and stuff, but more so it was like growing up on the farm. Like dad was out working, like mum, like whether she was like chasing my younger brother or my sister <laughs> around for sport, like sort of just like get told to cook dinner and sort of work it out a little bit. Um, so I probably learnt most when I was at home actually. Mm. Reading the recipes. Too I much. actually like cooking. Like that's probably one of my hobbies, like cooking and like going out for nice dinners and stuff. Don't mind doing that. Wish that could be my hobby, going out for nice dinners. <laughs> Can be, mate. You finish right. Right. You want to go to the Aussie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing on the Aussie. Aussie's oh. great. Aussie's great. They're not a sponsor. So if they want to know. <laughs> Paulie, if you're listening. Um, you listening. Uh, righto. So, fave player growing up, besides Lockie Whitfield, because you've said him a million times. Yeah. Growing up, like when you young, young. When I was real young. <laughs> well, my uncle used to work at um, Melbourne. When I was like growing up, so he was like always trying to get me to be a Melbourne supporter. This is when they were like shocking, like didn't win games and stuff like that. Um, and I, Alan Davey, used to love him. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know, cause it was just flashy and stuff. I used to love him when I was real young. And then when I sort of got to understand things a little bit, probably someone like, uh, yeah, like I like Mitch Duncan, like probably a bit of a left field one. Yeah. Um, I always sort of like watching him growing up. Um, but yeah, that's probably like nothing too left field there. Um, yeah, Alan Davies probably the like, one when I was real young, first like sort of starting to watch footy. But to be honest, I used to rock like what like my idol probably like Nick Allen, if I'm gonna be honest. Mm. Like from Jet. Oh yeah. I was like there every Plus weekend. He'd, he'd be like, training he'd be training like ninety minutes before anyone would get there. Yeah. Like, like, cause like, like cause I used to go and like watch them every week. Like I'd watch that I can take more interest in that than like what I would in the AFL. Like from ages like ten to fifteen, like he was just like my hero. Like I used to just love watching yeah, Nick play and like he's just a good guy as well. Like obviously him and dad good mates and stuff, so it's probably made it even more. You'd rock up to the Deacon Reserve and he'd be on the ropes just standing oh, there at like four it? o'clock and they're like trains not till six. Yeah. Just like, what is he like thirty five? Like he's still probably got the best rig going around there. Like, yeah, he's played over three hundred games yeah. easily. Probably three fifty, yeah. Yeah. Even like uh Rohiscock as well. Yeah, he's like, he's played two hundred and eighty. I seen that today. Like 
He's got an unbelievable luck. He's got a pretty good rig as well. Like, two, <laughs> yeah. the, two of the oldest lucks. He'll show you about it too. Rigs, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's a very good point. Before, yeah. before we wrap it up, there's a question that I want to start asking guests, and I think we all probably do. What's uh, a piece of advice you'd give yourself when you're, say, 15, 16, sort of in that mindset of making something happen? Like we've, we've started a podcast and we're in that, that bracket where it's like, oh, is this going to become anything? Is it worth pursuing? And, yep. like, you're probably in that mindset as well. Yeah. What would what be the advice that you give someone? Yeah. Um, like, for someone, like, for probably more footy and sports specific first, like, the sacrifices, like, when you look back on it, the sacrifices are easy to make. Yeah. Like, so whether it's like all, all your mates start drinking at like 15, 16 these days and I never drank until I think the first time I ever drank was when we won the flag in 2018. Yeah. So I was like 17 like then. So I was pretty late like drinking. Like that sacrifice just seems so easy now. Like like where I am now, like would I have got there if I drank? Probably. But like the sacrifices, like, like the small things like that add up. Yeah. It's probably like, like the best advice that I could give like a young kid. So whether it's that like thinking <clears throat> like a young kid, like should I go to the Oval and have 20 set shots even though I have to chase a footy around or like should I just like sit on the couch and play PlayStation? Like you know what you should do, but it's like whether you go and do that or not. That's the difference. Like, like that little like sacrifice you might make, like yeah, it might be a little bit annoying, but like, like this sort of like it all adds up a little bit. Um, And then, yeah, advice like like for some like someone like yourself, like if you love it, do it. Oh, that's 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 my piece of advice. Like, if you love it and you like what you're doing, like, keep showing it. Like, regardless of whether you think it's going down the wrong track or the right track, like, if you like it enough and like have passion for it, like, just keep doing it. Like, regardless of whether you want to be like the best podcaster, usually for example, the best podcaster in the world, or you just want to just be here, like, have a good time with your mates, like, talk a bit of shit, whatever it is. If you like doing it, just keep doing it. Like, like, like that's yeah, the best advice I could give. Like, whether it's like even like going to uni, like, if you like. I don't know, law and commerce, like, and, like, you sort of think it's a bit hard. Like, but if you enjoy doing it and, like, you can't really see a career path, if you enjoy doing it, just go and do it. Like, I think everyone sort of, like, puts too much pressure on themselves to, like, I need to do this, like, I need to get to here, I need to get to that. Like, just live your life, like, sort of look back. Like, one of my mates recently, he just sort of, he lost his old man, passed away, um, and I sort of, like, put a lot of things into perspective. Like, he's my age and, like, he's, like, dad's, like, gone now, like, passed away. Like, I just look at him and think, like, yeah, like if that, if that was my dad, like sort of what would like that advice that he give me, like be, and that's probably it. Like if you like it enough, go and do it. Like that's yeah, that's what he. That's probably probably my advice. Unreal, yeah. beautiful. What's next yeah. for Lachlan Ash? Um, what's next? Fancy yeah. draft tonight. Fancy draft tonight. <laughs> hey, only look at today, mate. Yeah. Stop looking in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got? You got one year left on your contract. Yep. Next one year, year. So on the contract. Yep. yep. So um, obviously play that out, and then yeah. Yeah, what's next after that? Like, you obviously don't know, I suppose, but what do you yeah. want to achieve in the next, say, year to three years? Yeah, obviously. As a person, as, as a football player? Yeah, I just, just want to – I just try and, like, I know it's pretty simple, look at it day by day. I just want to just keep getting better. Like, football-wise, just keep getting better. Like, every session you do, just get something from it. Um, and then the rest will take care of itself from there. Like, contract stuff or whatever it is, like, it'll, it'll take care of itself. Like, so yep. just look at what's going on now and focus my energy uh, into that. But obviously, like, you always want to just become the best player you can be. Like, I think that's, like, like yeah, I want – you just want to be really respected by the industry. I think, like, when when another person talks about you, you just want them to go, yeah, he's fucking hard to play on, like, gets the most out of himself, and he's a good guy. Like, those are probably the three things mm-hmm. that you want, like, everyone to say about you. So, yeah, just working on those things is probably, like, yeah, where I want to get to. Um, then as a person, yeah, just being a good guy and 
trying to help others where you can and yeah. yeah. Like this today. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, thanks very much, mate. Next time we'll hear from you, we'll be on the Joe Rogan podcast. You've absolutely <laughs> dominated. So we'll thanks to, for your time, mate. We'll have to um, set up that manual the full forward soon. Oh, we'll get that video to put up on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be absolutely premium. Thanks, Ace, mate. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks for coming on, mate. And, uh, thanks for having me. Obviously enjoyed it. Good to, uh, good to catch up. I haven't seen you for a while, Corker. So yeah. no, it's good to catch up and, yeah. More than happy to come on and talk this shit whenever. So thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate.